Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ENC podcast. Um, This week we are continuing in our series titled Conversations That Matter. Um, However, Bubba and Andy could not make it today. So we're taking a little bit of a different direction in this series. Um, On our social media, we posted some questions and some of you listeners have responded. And so we wanna share those responses um, as well as what our our guests here wanna comment on them. Um, so again, this week we have President Jack Connell um, and Jeff Kirksey, as well as um, student Cindy Perez and grad assistant Stephanie Jones. Um, so welcome again, you guys. We're glad to have you back on this week and continuing these kinds of conversations. Um, if you guys want to say a quick hello. Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> Great to be with Hi, you. Hi, everyone. Awesome. It is good to be back with you guys again this week. Um, last week, we um, kind of had conversation about what a global mindset looked like and how ENC can really step into that global mindset. Um, but Dr. Connell also proposed a question to um, those on this podcast. Uh, one of those questions was, does ENC feel like home? Um, so I just wanted to share a couple of the responses that we have um, from you, the listeners, this week. Um, so our first response is, I think ENC felt like shelter. Home is a long time and shelter is not permanent. What do you guys think about that? Can you repeat that again, please, Shelby? Yeah. The, the quote was, I think ENC felt like shelter. Home is a long time and shelter is not permanent. Wow, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, and even looking at what shelter is, <clears throat> sometimes it's not even... I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't have all the accommodations that we want. Sometimes it doesn't have running water or, you know, it's just somewhere to be. Um, that's, ugh, that's a, that's an interesting thing. I mean, even me listening to it, I'm like, Oh, you know, my heart's kind of racing. Cause I'm like, we have such a large range of how students feel about this campus on one place. It is home to some others and then it is shelters to others, you know, or shel- a shelter to others. So how do we, how do we kind of merge those things? I mean, I don't know. I, I'd be interested to know, um, you know, what they mean by shelter, but that that word alone says a lot. You know, it, it it's just uh, ENC to them just seems like a um, a place that, you know, they're fulfilling a certain need for a certain time, not necessarily somewhere they're laying down roots. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah, and I, I think- oh, no, I was just going to say, I definitely agree with Stephanie because when you think of shelter, it's not usually a place where people are like, yeah, that's where I want to be. So, I mean, that word is very strong. So, I mean, I would have to know a little bit more on what they meant by that. I think the idea that ENC can never truly be home because of the length of time that's required for a place to be home makes perfect sense. And in imposing the question the way I did, I didn't, I didn't mean to imply that a college ever truly is home. I think the, my intention was more, are there, are there ways in which ENC is like home, a place of warmth, a place of support, a place of community, a place of acceptance and growth? But yeah, certainly I would understand the response that no, 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 it's not truly home. Well, right, it isn't. But can we be a community that is like a second home? We even 
you know, the phrase, the alma mater, you know, the college song means our kind of like our loving mother, our supportive mother. Well, it's obviously not our mother, but are, there are ways in which it can be a place of nurture, um, like a parent provides or like a home provides. And I would hope that for all of our students, at least to some extent, that describes the ENC experience. But it's not a perfect parallel. Yeah, and I get into like, I hear, I, uh, I hear that and, uh, you know, there's only so much you can read in without a lot more context and kind of hearing that student's story. But, you know, kind of from an educational psychology standpoint, what you, what your mind first goes to when you hear that, you think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And like shelter is like a basic human need. Like, um, you can't begin to even uh, survive, uh, much less thrive without shelter. And so, uh, so in some ways, I mean, okay, uh, yes, we need to meet basic needs, um, but the sorts of things that we try, that we really, where we want our students to grow and kind of, kind of know themselves better, but kind of highest level is self-actualization to where students can really know themselves and think about their place in the world and, uh, and what they want to do with the world. And you do need kind of more than basic shelter. Um, you need to feel like uh, a level of support um, in, in human connection. Um, I appreciate the statement and yes, it is temporary. Like um, you're, not, you're not here. Uh, forever, although some people do higher ed for a whole long time. Um, <laughs> uh, or you're like me and you graduate from college and you just stay in colleges for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I, I do get the sense of like, yeah, it's not a substitute for home. Um, uh, but it should have like some home-like qualities. Um, Yeah, I agree with that too. And I think even kind of taking it a step further, if you're at a place where you don't have any shelter and then you come into a shelter, like that's, that's a good thing. So maybe not even comparing it, those words shelter and home, but just like, I guess when I hear the word shelter, I also think of the word like refuge. So like is ENC, can we be a refuge um, for all people um, from all backgrounds? So that's kind of the direction I think that, uh, at least my mind takes it when I read. Yeah, and there, I mean, there are a number of students that um, life at the college provides more stability than life at home, too. So, um, so in some ways, it is, it is a shelter or a refuge uh, to some students as well. So, absolutely. All right. Uh, our next response that we had um, says. Yes, it is a great community with people that genuinely care about you. Um, that one's, I, I like reading, you know, hearing students who have that perspective on what ENC is to them. Um, so do y'all have any thoughts about, about that one in particular? Or share the same sentiment or anything? Two thumbs up. Love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I think, I think that is awesome to hear. But then I can't help say on the other side, you know, what would make someone not say that? 
Yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking of if we want to, you know, get a solution, you, you do start backwards. You say, okay, how can I get to the solution? And why would someone not say that? Mm-hmm. You know, what can we do as a community, as a college um, to support everyone? What does that look like? Um, I've been on a couple of staff Zooms, different student forums, you know, over the past couple of weeks and students are um, really wondering um, what can be done. You know, it's it's one thing to see a disconnect and another thing to say, okay, now we have to tackle this huge project. You know what I mean? For me, I, I've had a great experience here. You know, I, I, I've had a very good experience. Of course, things happen, but I'm someone who looks at, at every every angle and says okay well how can we make this better for everyone and we have to realize everyone is not going to be happy that's just human nature you know what i mean so i think the goal really is to see how we can better serve the global community you know and that word always comes up because it's hard to put a race on home because you know for every different culture and ethnicity it's different for everyone it's like so how do we incorporate elements of home for all different cultures at ENC. And I think that's the that's the true sign of diversity. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. Well, and I I mean I I hope all of our students uh, experience some level of care like um, from the community. But I think it I think I think students I think there are levels of care that students experience. Like, and I feel like, and I think some students probably feel more care and concern concern for than others. Um, and so, you know, when I when I hear that, I'm like, that's nice. You know, I, I want everybody to feel cared for. Um, uh, but there's there are different levels of care, right? There's kind of a surface level of care, like um, just trying to you know, make sure everybody's um, content and able to do what they need to do. Like, and then there's kind of the level where you really know someone and you know their story. And, uh, you know, I've struggled with this a lot because, you know, we're a smaller institution. So we have much more capacity to know each other. Um, But there are still students that really feel pretty unknown. So how, how are we helping students tell their story and what sort of forums are we creating to hear each other's stories? Because I feel like when you're heard and you're known, care um, comes hand in hand with that. I think, um, so I think sometimes we take that for granted a lot in our community because we are like, oh, we're small, we know each other, of course we care about each other. but I think sometimes we just leave it there instead of really intentionally pursuing like relationships um, and relationships outside of kind of what we're used to and kind of what's immediately around us. So. I think we have uh, one more that a student commented on. Um, this one said, it feels like ENC is often more concerned with whether students are following the covenant rather than campus culture and academics. How can we focus more on helping students feel welcome and loved and supported both academically and socially? 
Ooh, can I take a stab at that? <laughs> I, I was going to ask you to, Jeff. Yeah, because oh, this is a this is a conversation this is in your wheelhouse. Yeah, this is a conversation that we're having a lot because language matters. Like, and so we have been having conversations about the community covenant instead of it reading like a set of like mandates and expectations. What it really gets to is kind of the environment that we're trying to create. And really, maybe we should reframe that as actually, these are our community values. Like these are things that we value as a community. And because we value each other and we value the learning process, we're gonna agree to do life together in this way. Um, and so we've been, we've actually been having some really good conversations about that, about kind of reframing that. So it's less of a like, oh, here's a list of all the things that you should do or should not do. Um, I mean, there will always be rules and policies, but can we think, can we go a little deeper than that? Can we think about um, what kind of environment we want to create? And, and so therefore, kind of, what do we need to articulate as our values in order to actually uh, perpetuate the sort of culture that we want on campus? So uh, I love that question. That's a good one. So, and as the person who has to like administer a lot of those policies and rules, like that's that's another thing. I, uh, you know, you don't go into student affairs work because you just love like uh controlling people's lives so like it's not that at all like i mean uh but you know how special these four years of college is and you know how transformational they are in the lives of students and so and you are protective of that experience um you want students to have kind of the richest and fullest experience that they can and uh and I think a lot of times we lose the why behind some of those, uh, some of the standards we have in place. Um, uh, and the why is really about how do we create a healthy, thriving community, so. Yeah, I, I like that question too, or that, I guess that stream of thought because, um, you wonder, you know, what can be done to, I like that it said, you know, not just create the academic space, but also the social space, you know, because we have students obviously living on campus. So once you get out of class, you know, you come back and you do try to form a, a life um, on campus. I was actually speaking to um, two of my colleagues and um, they had mentioned, we had all kind of mentioned, um, fusion and um, what that looks like in a cultural context and how it's easier for some ENC students to travel overseas, you know, to connect with a different culture, but it's very difficult in their own country to connect with a culture. Um, so the, the interesting thing would be, what would that look like? How do we integrate cultures? Because as we discussed, I think in the first podcast, it's not just that predominantly white neighborhoods are not familiar with different cultures. It's also predominantly black neighborhoods not being familiar with other cultures. So it's, it's twofold in that way. So it's, it's like integrating the cultures and, and uh, I guess just figuring out how the best way to do that. How do we introduce cultures 
to everyone and how do we celebrate um, cultures with everyone and and I like that it's 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 going to be more like um, campus values instead of like the Ten Commandments. You know what I mean? Um, because not that it'll be followed more. I mean, people are rebellious anyway. You know, just being honest. But um, when something belongs to you, or when you feel that you had a hand in helping to create it, you do end up following it better. So I don't know if an event can be created. You know. Um, where those those values will be talked about or or they could be posted up around campus as reminders you know what i mean and people maybe uh could sign you know i don't know i'm just thinking of different different ways to incorporate everyone into that so everyone um can feel like you know they belong um or that those values belong to them and that this campus is theirs too because if, if we take people's money right if we accept people's money then i think that we should be looking at ways to incorporate everyone you know, everyone into the campus. And that, that can be difficult, especially for a small campus and a, and a tight-knit campus like this. Yeah, I was hoping that Stephanie, you or Cindy would, would talk about that diversity aspect of it because I feel like depending on where you come from, values even can look different. Um, much much less you know if you do have like a laid out set of rules or guidelines or whatever um so thank you for for sharing that um cindy do you or uh jack do you have anything else on that comment in, or on that that comment in particular you would like to share for me i feel like i don't spend enough time on campus to even answer that question um, like I said in the first or second podcast, I'm only on campus when I have classes and when I'm not in class, I'm in the spiritual development office. Um, so I, I just really feel like I haven't had any experience with being on campus and things that go on on campus. So I really can't answer that. I appreciate the student's comment about the the, the propensity that I think ENC can have and really any Christian community can have to focus on those boundary markers, those external places of compliance and sort of imagine that if I'm checking all those boxes correctly, that I'm in a good place with God and with the community and with the college. And of course, it's entirely possible to check all those boxes correctly and have a heart that's self-centered or greedy or ambitious or arrogant or whatever. So those, as Jeff, I think Jeff stated this well, those, those policies and procedures are in place for good reasons, but when they become the end in themselves, all they're really intended to do is track, help us monitor deeper places of the heart and help us be a certain kind of community. And when we get that twisted and those become the end in and of themselves, all kinds of really damaging, destructive things can happen in a community. And so that doesn't mean that we throw out those external kind of rules, if you will, but we have to keep them in their appropriate perspective and uh, keep their appropriate pur purpose in mind or our community gets all distorted. So I, I appreciate the sentiment that was expressed by that student. Easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. Don't drink, don't drink, don't smoke, don't chew thing that we, well, at least at my age, we grew up with that. Um, and you begin to think that, well, live, living in vital union with Christ just means doing those three things. 
<laughs> but uh, obviously it's a lot, those are all rather trivial in the grand scheme of loving God and loving people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate each of you, um, you know, sharing your thoughts on those comments that have been shared and to the ENC podcast listeners, we definitely appreciate you sharing those thoughts. Um, we love to hear where you are um, and, and what you're thinking about the conversations that we're having and directions that we need to go as well. Um, so if you're still with us, we just want to thank you again for joining us today um, for listening in and thank you to those on this call with me. Um, I definitely appreciate all of your insight um, and the things that you have to say. Um, so thanks for tuning in. We hope that each of you have a great day and come listen again next week. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.